Well, folks, the holiday season is upon us, and we got some more football to dive right into. I'll be your host, CJ Medeiros, and with me is my good friend and co-host, Justin Tucker. So I just want to get this out of the way. We'll address the elephant in the room. Adam Wright's not here. He was going to be, but his Wi-Fi conked out on him, and maybe he joins later, maybe he won't, but he's just going to deal with a lot of technical stuff, and so it's just me and Justin today, but don't worry. Adam wishes you a happy holiday, just the same as we do. So... uh we have a lot to get into, but before we jump in, I just want to say good evening. You're listening to the Fun Brewski podcast by Power 88 Dean Radio and Secret Weapon Consulting. And like I said, I'm CJ Medeiros, that's Justin Tucker, and we are going to jump right in to the Thursday night game where Jets quarterback and former second overall pick Zach Wilson has been benched yet again after struggling mightily against Jacksonville for their fourth-string quarterback, Chris Strebler, and the Jets fans are actively chanting for Joe Flacco. So uh, their head coach, Robert Sala, said, and I quote, we haven't seen the last of him, you know, regarding Zach Wilson. But I would say maybe we haven't, but have we seen the last of him on the Jets? Tucker, what, what are your thoughts, man? No. No, you haven't seen the last of Zach Wilson. I know we want to overreact and be like, oh, my God, he was awful. He was dreadful. He was he pissed was. He didn't deserve to be out on the field. Yeah, I'm, yeah, he was terrible. But unfortunately, you're going to need to see him because you wasted a lot of capital on him, the number two overall pick, to get him. So, unfortunately, you're going to have to keep him there a while longer. So, yeah, as bad as it may sound for you guys, you're just going to have to accept the fact that he's going to be there and possibly be starting over guys like Mike White and Joe Flacco, who seem to be more competent starting quarterbacks at this moment in time. Now, if he does better in the offseason, instead of worrying about Cougars actually, you know, gets better at playing football, then who knows? He actually might look look at, look at like the franchise quarterback. But as of right now, you're kind of stuck with him because you wasted a first-round pick on him. Not just any first-round pick, the second overall pick on him. You expected him to be your franchise guy, and it doesn't look like that's going to be it. And I think you're going to have to waste a little more time just to see what you got around him. Yeah. Honestly, Justin, I don't know. Because this season, he's he's been awful. He only has 1,688 passing yards, six passing touchdowns, and seven interceptions with a completion percentage of 54% and a passer rating of 72.8%. And plain and simple, he just hasn't panned out. And I actually agree with you, though, how you say we're going to have to see a little bit more. Now – there are a few rook, there are a few young quarterbacks skating on thin ice, supposedly Mac Jones, Trey Lance, and Justin Fields as well. So, but see, here's the thing. Well, a lot of this has been inconclusive. I'll say the same thing for Zach Wilson that I've said for every other quarterback in his class, not named Lawrence. You need to give him one last year. This is his sophomore season, and now he's going to be going into his third year in the NFL. As far mm-hmm. as I'm concerned, next season, because if you're a Jets fan, don't even bother trying to make the playoffs. You're going to get embarrassed in round one and get sent away. So here's the thing. you, you got to 
you gotta look ahead to next season. You know, maybe get, get some weapons, some more, or I don't know, do something in the draft. But I, I don't know. As as far as I'm concerned, this third season, Zach Wilson is officially going to be a put up or shut up year. And if he continues to struggle in year three, then it very well could be curtains on him being the start, the starter in New York. Yeah, I mean, if you compare him to the other quarterbacks, I mean, he doesn't look as good as Justin Fields does right now. He didn't even look as good as Trey Lance did, even though Trey Lance didn't look that good either. Just Zach Fields, for some reason or another, is struggling right now, and I don't understand why. He has an okay run game, a decent, at least, offensive line. He has quality weapons and Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore at wide receiver, and he has a stud of a defense. I don't understand why he's struggling that much. I think it might be a mental thing, but again, I'm not Zach Wilson, so I can't think about it like that. He's just struggling right now, and I think it's just going to take some time in order to like see the talent that he has. He broke out against Detroit. He put up a decent game against Detroit, but I think it's just going to take more time and more effort to like harness the potential that he has. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he has a lot of potential. It's just... I don't know what it is. I mean, in college, everyone loved him, even though personally coming out of BYU, I wasn't high on him. But that's neither here nor there. It's just he's got the mobility. He's got a decent arm. And he's shown flashes. But flashes don't win you football games. And he just hasn't been able to figure it out at the next level. Yeah, fair enough. Uh Congratulations to the Jaguars. They actually drafted a good good draft pick in that year's draft in Trevor Lawrence with the number one overall pick as they should have. Oh yeah, it's Trevor just, it's just a it's just a bad it's just a bad time to be Zach Wilson right now. The teammates don't like him. The fans hate him. There's two quarterbacks that are arguably better than him right now, and it's just Hon- yeah. Honestly, Justin. You could make a case that of all five quarterbacks that went in the first round, he's the worst. Lawrence and Fields are obviously better. Jones is better. The only one you could actually make an argument for is Trey Lance. You know? Yeah. So, but no matter how you put it, he's not a top three quarterback in the first round because even though Mac Jones and Justin Fields have struggled mightily as well, they're still better than Zach Wilson. Yeah, I, I think so, too. I've seen more and, flashes from them than I have Zach Wilson. Yep. And do you know what the saddest part is, Justin? No, I don't. Tell me. You can actually make a real, honest-to-God argument that Davis Mills is better. No, I can actually do you one better. If you look at Zach Wilson's numbers, they're comparable yeah. to – Jamarcus Russell's. You know what? I hate to say it, but you're right. I mean, not, not that you're right. I mean, I hate to say it for Zach Wilson. Not, not, that, I, not that I hate that you're right. I, I I I wholeheartedly agree. Just please get it together. Nobody wants to be compared to Jamarcus Russell. <laughs> you're darn right. Well, uh, so that's basically going to put a wrap on this segment. So next, we are going to talk about some uh, Pro Bowl snubs because, as you know, the Pro Bowl rosters are out. 
and you're totally not going to want to miss that. So obviously, uh, don't go anywhere. This is the Fumble Rooski Podcast. Welcome back. You are listening to the Fumble Ruski podcast by Power 88 Dean Radio and Secret Weapon Consulting. I'm CJ Medeiros along with my good friend Justin Tucker. And real quick, we're going to break down, you know, the Pro Bowl snubs. Now, interestingly enough, this is kind of a weird year for the Pro Bowl because before Adam had Wi Fi issues, he, myself, and Justin were talking about this. And the deal is that you could have gone a lot of different directions. I mean, there were some guys there that didn't deserve it. But but first, we are going to talk about the snubs. And uh, Justin, would you like to uh, share one? The one I feel like that should have made the Pro Bowl but didn't make it, and I felt like another person shouldn't have got it, was Jalen Waddle. I think he showed a lot of this this year that, A, he's that dude and that this is a continuation of what he did in his rookie year. He was able to progress under the tutelage of Tyreek Hill, and the results show. I mean, you saw that touchdown run, uh, that touchdown he had against the Bills, and you saw the speed. You saw the ability. You even saw the waddle at the end. (laughs) (laughs) And so when I looked at all of that and you see that he's either at or close to 1,000 yards, and he actually has better stats than, like, Jamar Chase. I'm like, yeah, I, I thought that Jalen Waddle should have gotten over it and got it over Jamar Chase, who, again, has similar stats, but, again, missed some games. So I, I thought that should have been held against him. Yeah, I agree, Justin. You see, right now, Jalen Waddle has 62 catches for 1,117 yards and seven touchdowns. Chase has 71 catches, so he has more catches, but less yards at 881, but one more touchdown at eight. And you have to keep in mind two things. One, Chase missed time. And two, Chase is a wide receiver one, whereas in Miami system, Jalen Waddle, as good as he is, is wide receiver two. A lot of people say, oh, but Chase deserved it. He's better. He's a... You know, but he was just hurt. But I'm sorry. In all sports, every one of their mother knows your best abil- your best ability is your availability. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of how it is. So for me, here's one that not a lot of people spoke of. Dalvin Cook. Now, I want everyone to know, to know this. Tony Pollard of the Dallas Cowboys made the playoffs. And over, and you know, he's better than Ezekiel Elliott. He had 969 rushing yards, five and a half yards of carry, and nine touchdowns. But I want you to consider uh, Dalvin Cook, who, in fact, did not make the playoffs, who 
who I will admit has one less touchdown. You mean Pro Bowl? Yeah, that's what I meant. Wait, what did I say? Playoffs. Oh, playoffs. Oh, crap. I'm sorry, fellas. Sorry to everyone listening. <laughs> I mean, he he has one less touchdown. He has eight touchdowns, but he has 1,045 yards. And on top of that, he's RB1. And I'm sorry. And pl- not to mention, they have the same amount of catches, but Dalvin Cook, I believe, does have more receiving yards. So just he's just a better receiving threat all around than Tony Pollard. And I would actually argue that Dalvin Cook should, you know, make the Pro Bowl over Pollard. Not saying Pollard isn't deserving, but I think Cook is just a little bit better. I mean, that's obvious. I, I always think Dalvin Cook is better than Tony Pollard. But again, Tony Pollard is de- dealing with the handcuff that is Ezekiel Elliott. I think he's getting more touches at the goal line. So I think there, Tony Pollard would have more touchdowns if he was able to get the ball more. But at the same time, when you look at the stats, I believe uh, Dalvin Cook should be ahead of Tony Pollard in the Pro Bowl. But eh, it is what it is. I think Tony, I think uh, Dalvin Cook will have a better chance of making the all-pro team, but again, I don't see them making it over than some of the other backs in the AFC. Yeah, I agree. Now, before we go, there's one thing I wanted to touch on. Uh, Adam, his pick for somebody who got snubbed was running back Christian McCaffrey. I don't know about you guys, but I personally don't... I don't know. What do you think, Justin? It's very iffy. Uh, He it's – I'm not sure if I – it's not the numbers, I guess. But, again, he just went from a losing team to all of a sudden a winning team. I think the numbers stayed the same. So, I guess you could see it, but I'm not sure who you would take off for Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say he's not deserving is the best way I would put it. But I'm not taking yeah. anybody off. Yeah, I mean, I would feel like next year would be would work because a lot of people are now dazzled that he's just on a winning team, kind of like you said. Yeah. But, you know, to each his own. We, we do respect Adam's opinion. So, that is, so we're going to put a wrap on this segment. And coming up, we want to move on to another part of the Pro Bowl about some people that are there that we feel – don't really deserve to be there. You know, it's it's a debate that you have every year regarding the Pro Bowl. But this year, there are some people who, in our humble opinion, stick out more than others. So you're not going to want to miss that. So please, don't go anywhere. This is the Fumble Rooski Podcast. Welcome back. You are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 Dean Radio and Secret Weapon Consulting. 
I'm your host, CJ Medeiros, along with my good friend, Justin Tucker. Mm-hmm. And, you know, every year when we talk about the Pro Bowl, we like to talk about the snubs, kind of like what we just did. But there's a bigger question. Who didn't deserve it? Because, you know, every year mm-hmm. there are players in the Pro Bowl who make it and you just say, why? Because, you know, there's, oh, it's a popularity contest. But there is one thing. We have heard a few people on our page say that Tua was snub. You know, he got the most fan votes. However, if you are going to dictate to me that Tua is a better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, or Josh Allen, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> that's a that's a pretty hard, like, t- like those are, like, you can make an argument those are top three in the league. That's, like, how tough yeah. it is in the NFC. And that's the thing. And we're not saying Tua's bad, but it's just, you know, he's just, he's just dealing he's with he's stacked, let's be honest. And... You know, but we I wasn't going to, like, spend too much time on that, which is why I kind of saved it for now. So we're going to jump right in. The Pro Bowl. Who didn't deserve it? Well, <laughs> well, Adam and Justin and I had uh, some very – had a very spirited conversation behind the scenes. And uh, we've already touched on these two, so we're going to get them out of the way right now. Jamar Chase and Tony Pollard. Justin, you want to hit on those? Jamar Chase? I appreciated you when you were healthy on fantasy, but there were times when you were not healthy on fantasy and you gave me donuts on my bench. So you did not deserve to make the Pro Bowl this year. Just looking, just being objectively about it. I thought Jalen Waddle should have gotten it over you. And Tony Pollard, I'm sorry, my boy, but uh, Dalvin Cook should have made it over you. I'm surprised he didn't get it over you. Yeah. Justin. I agree 110%. I think you hit that nail right on the head. So mm-hmm. let's uh, keep on trucking. And <clears throat> Cowboys fans, cover your ears because Trayvon Diggs did not deserve to go to the Pro Bowl. He's on pace to play more snaps than he did last year. His mm-hmm. coverage stats are a little bit better, but that's like giving a garbage bag a gold sheen. Because they're still not good. His co- yeah, so so his coverage stats are a little bit better than abysmal. Congratulations. And on top of that, he doesn't have the interceptions to make up for it. He's got three. And that's what dazzled everyone. He had 11 picks last year. I was oh, that makes up for his bad coverage stats. Well, his coverage stats are still bad, and he has less picks. What's your excuse now? He's a cowboy. <laughs> Oh, you got anything else to add about that, Justin? Yeah. I don't know. To me, I just felt like he played better than last year. It's just that the stats don't back it up. I feel like he he's deserving. But, again, I don't know who you would replace with Trayvon Diggs in the in the NFC. I thought Jalen Ramsey didn't make it, but I felt like he didn't deserve it anyhow. No, he did not. He's Diggs. having an awful year. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's getting toasted by, like, bench receivers, so. Just a bad year. Uh, it's a rough year for the Rams as a whole. And they don't so, have a bench one pick. So, Justin, anyone else you feel uh, didn't deserve it? Ooh. <sighs> nah, no one in particular. Of course, Xavier Howard comes to mind, but, again, I don't feel like – I feel like he deserved it, but – I. 
uh, it's tough with him because on the one hand, I feel like he did deserve it, but on the other hand, when I look at the stats, I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. Oh, also, the club, the one that really drives a whole uh, drives me up a wall is T.J. Watt. T.J. Really? Watt in particular. Well, why is that? Well, he didn't play most of the year, and somehow, some way, still managed to get on the list, and I'll, it just bothers me. Uh, from the from the year that he had last year to the year that he's having this year, and considering some of the other people that are having better years than him and have played more games, yeah, it's a little bit bothersome that he made the Pro Bowl this year. Yeah, I, I hear you, Tucker. So for those at home, uh, I would like to point out that myself, Justin, and Adam were all pretty surprised when we found out that T.J. Watt was selected to the Pro Bowl. This proves once and for all that's literally a popularity contest he missed half the year and still made it mm-hmm. and his stats aren't even really that good i mean he has two picks which is actually pretty good for like an edge rusher but he only has 29 tackles and four sacks in like i don't know how many games i'm just seven i think yeah seven game i i don't know yeah, it, it bothers me in particular because I have a guy that actually has more sacks than him right now and has played more games and yet still is not, you know, still not in the Pro Bowl. I find that crazy to me. Who would that be? Justin Mike. Houston. Ah, uh, yes. The journeyman now, defensive line, uh, edge rusher there, outside linebacker, whatever you want to call him, Justin Houston. Yeah, he – uh. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, he played more games, and he has nine sacks to T.J. Watt's, like, four. So, yeah, when I see that, I'm like, hold on now. Why is he making it and my guy didn't? And I'm like, all right, clearly there's some popularity going on. But at the same time, it's like, if that was the case, how come some certain other people didn't make it? It's like, it's weird how they did the edge yeah. rush with this list. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you. I would like to point out, though, that he does have like a few less tackles because he's used not as often, but a lot of it I do think is popularity. Yeah. Because, like, like I said, Tua Tagovailoa got the most fan votes, and he's not even like a top three quarterback in the AFC, if we're being brutally honest. Mm-hmm. And which is why, you know, these whole. Pro Bowl votes. You know, a lot of people get worked up. Oh, my guy didn't make it. Oh, so-and-so shouldn't have made it. But there's one thing we got to remember at the end of the day. It's literally a popularity contest. The NFL voting public, uh, you know, sees big names, and they vote for these big names. That's just how it is. Really not a lot we can do to change it. It's kind of sad, actually. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's going to do it for this segment. But we have a very... Very special segment before the Fumble Ruski Fantasy Fix. I'm not going to spoil it now, but I think you're going to like it. Uh, mm-hmm. We did put in some time putting it together behind the scenes, and I think, and like I said, I don't want to give it away, but I know you're going to like it. So if you want to see this new, and I will say holiday-themed segment, don't go anywhere. This is the Fumble Ruski Podcast.
Welcome back to the Fumble Rooski podcast, powered by Power 88 Dean Radio and Secret Weapon Consulting. I'm CJ Medeiros with my good friend and co-host, Justin Tucker. Mm -hmm. So, when last we left you, we said we were going to do a special holiday-themed segment, and here it is. We're calling it naughty or nice as it is you know the uh christmas season for those of us who celebrate and naughty it's it's kind of like a bit of a game or like a list as it were so naughty and nice we we're going to talk about who got big contracts handed out this past off season and it's a good time to reflect who has and who hasn't lived up to these big names so Justin, would you like to kick us off? Who's been a, a naughty player, you would say? Someone who hasn't lived up to a big contract that got handed out to them. Step right up. Kyler Murray. Five years, $230.5 million. Oh, my God. I wouldn't say he's been a bust. I'm not saying he's been bad, but, again, inconsistent and the Cardinals are nowhere near the playoffs right now, so it's kind of like mm, unfortunate for them. And now that he's injured and possibly out for the – I think he's out for the season because I think it was like an ACL injury to his legs or like a non – it was a non-contact injury. So we hope for the best for, them, for him and the Cardinals because he is the franchise of that organization. But uh, he just hasn't been living up to the contract he, he's been given, which is unfortunate. Yeah. I mean, let's face it. He is hurt, but he wasn't being a real world beater before that. He has like 2,368 yards, 14 touchdown passes, seven picks across like, I don't know how many games I want to say 11-ish games. That's that's not very good, Kyler. You've been a very naughty boy this year. Now, I am going to take the next naughty player. Oh, brother, Deshaun Watson. Yep. Now, now we said before in sports, your best ability is your availability. And Deshaun Watson hasn't really been the best of boys because he just hasn't been available. He's made an 11-game suspension for what what football terms we'll call illegal use of the hands. (laughs) Now, he's played three games, I believe. And in three games, he has uh, 568 passing yards, two touchdowns, and two picks for a 60% completion percentage. I'm sorry. I think he might be a little bit rusty. No? Just a tiny bit. Just just, just a tiny bit. bit. And keep in mind, his contract was five years for $230 million with every last penny guaranteed. Uh-huh. Justin, I ask you, my good friend, does that sound like a, a good boy to you? Nope. Very, very naughty, if you ask me. Oh. Yeah, and let me tell you something. This boy, he hasn't really been – now, obviously, you know, we're just saying naughty boy because, you know, it's like the Christmas vernacular. But for those of you who know your Christmas movies, he's not just getting coal. He's probably getting a visit from Three Spirits. Mm-hmm. So, Justin, would you like to take our next one? Step right up. Oh, it's another quarterback. 
Russell, Broncos country, let's ride. Wilson, five years, $242 million. Oh, goodness gracious, how much this has backfired. If Russell Wilson continues to play like this, this might go down as one of the biggest mishandlements of a contract in NFL history. It may be a bust of a contract considering what you expected from Russell Wilson and what you're getting from Russell Wilson. Because, oh, my God, they have been looking awful. The Denver Broncos might actually land a top five pick, and they won't be able to use him because they sold it away to Seattle. You're darn right. They also gave away Noah, uh, Noah Fant and another quarterback. So looking from this, the, the Seattle Seahawks might have won this trade pretty handily, and especially if the Seahawks somehow managed to make the playoffs without Russell Wilson. That is how terrible of a deal this has been for Denver. Denver thought they had all the right pieces. They had the defense. They didn't. They had the offense. They didn't have the quarterback. They trade for the quarterback. Here they are now. They're worse than where they were let the year before. So I say this to say this to remind you all. Russell Wilson was that guy not too long ago. Now all of a sudden, new offense, new game plan, new scheme. It's look, not looking like that guy. Instead of Broncos country, let's ride. It's more like Broncos country, let's die. And for that. He's on my naughty list. Hey, I can't say I blame you. Let me tell you something. The Broncos' season is dead. They've been eliminated from the playoffs. That horse has been taken to the glue factory. And now, back. oh yeah, we're gonna take. We're gonna discuss another rather naughty player, Debo Samuel, who who inked a three-year. $71 million extension. And I know what you're going to say. Oh, but CJ. Oh, but Justin. Debo Samuel is hurt. To which I would respond, what's been the theme of this video? Or this podcast, as it were. The Your best ability is your availability. And when you get signed and get hurt, it's not a good look. He only had 612 receiving yards and two receiving touchdowns. I mean, after making a big, like, after he was, like, crying over the offseason about his contract, making a big scene, this uh, doesn't seem like uh, a very uh, nice boy, I would I would say. I would argue, in fact, he's been very naughty. It, it hurts me because I like him as a player, but, my God, he, it, it's not been the best of years from a production standpoint and a health standpoint for Debo. But I'm happy he got paid. I'm very happy he got paid. And hopefully he can come back this season. Yep. Hey, I'll tell you what. If he comes back next year, work himself on the uh, quote-unquote nice list again, all will be forgiven. Are you sure? You, do you want to take this next one? Because I believe this one has, an, has a place in your heart. You know what, Justin? This is the, the season of giving, and I thank you for this. Mm-hmm. We were going to alternate, but I'll let him have the next one. J.C. Jackson. <laughs> oh, man. This... Once again, everyone's like, oh, but he's hurt. Yeah, well, guess what? A, your best ability is your availability. B, he signed a five-year, $82.5 million deal. And C, let's not pretend he didn't suck when he played. He was getting lit up by Jerry Judy and the bit abysmal Broncos offense. Remember that? And he was benched. 
before he was hurt. J.C. Jackson. Oh, my God. And also, I, I would like to say this. This is per ABC7 Los Angeles. L.A. Chargers quarterback J.C. Jackson was arrested in Massachusetts for what they called a nonviolent family issue. Nice boys don't get arrested, J.C. I'm just saying. Those reasons reasons Mm -hmm. you've made the naughty list. And let's just say, when will these teams learn to stop giving – Big contracts to New England spare parts. I'm just saying. Oh, stop it. He was not a spare part. He was not. Oh, no, 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 no. He wasn't. He wasn't. I'm, I'm not saying he was, but I'm just saying, like, when you have these guys who were undrafted or late-round picks, and then they go, they play well in New England, and they go sign a contract somewhere else, and then they suck, when will someone recognize the pattern? I'm just asking questions. Hey, uh, Justin, would you like to take our last uh, naughty player? As it pains me to say this, because he was a pro bowler this year. He just hasn't played as good as his 2021 season. Step right up, Xavier Howard. Now, me personally, if it was up to me, you would have stayed off this list, but it wasn't just up to me. So I'm sorry, Xavier Howard. You made the list. You've given up over 600 yards in passing, and you've played over 95 snaps percentage of the snaps so unfortunately for you you have made this list in this offseason you've signed a five-year 90 million dollar contract that's lockdown type of money you're making there buddy and unfortunately you haven't been locked down as much this year because that dolphins defense hasn't been looking that good this year even though they've been looking good in pieces or in bunches it's unfortunate i have to say this but Xavier howard not that guy this year not that guy this year. Uh, uh, but congratulations on making the Pro Bowl. Even though he didn't deserve it. Now nah, we're, we're, you know. <laughs> and now, as much as we like to bash the naughty players, we're going to talk about the nice boys. The boys who will get all the presents under the tree. All the figgy pudding is theirs. Justin, mm-hmm. would you like to kick us off? <laughs> oh, Someone's been very, very nice, especially to his new quarterback in Jalen Hurts. Step right up, A.J. Brown, 1,200 yards receiving, and I believe 10 touchdowns. I'll I'll double check. I believe that's enough to make my naughty list, but oh, wait. Nice? Well-deserving. Wait, don't you mean nice? Yeah, I mean, mean my nice list, and also that new contract of his is well-deserving. Four oh, yeah. years, a hundred million dollars, and is already panning out for the NFC and NFL leading uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, it's looking very good for the Eagles and Jalen Hurts' future if AJ Brown can continue, can continue playing like this. Yeah, I would like to point out, Justin. I'd like to confirm what you said. He does, in fact, have over twelve hundred yards and ten touchdowns. Very, very nice. Oh, yeah, very nice. All the figgy pudding is his. Now, I'd like to talk about another nice boy. Dolphins wide receiver Tyreek Hill. Oh, he's just been splendid to his new best friend in Tua Tagovailoa. Tyreek Hill was traded there. I mean, it was traded to Miami from Kansas City. 
and inked a four-year, $120 million deal where he has seven touchdown catches and over 1,500 yards. And he has helped to a blossom into a star. And believe you me, that's about one of the nicest things a wide receiver can do. Mm-hmm. Eric Hill's been making yep. that boy look like a stud back then. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Over 1,500 yards. Mm-mm-mm. A career high, too. Oh, yes, he definitely deserves to be on the nice list this year. But yep. why stop Why stop at, this, at two wide receivers? Let's go for another one. This offseason, this man signed a four-year, $72 million contract with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And just when you think he couldn't perform up to the contract because at best he was the wide receiver number three for the Arizona Cardinals, think again. Christian Kirk, step up. You've made the nice list. 988 yards, seven touchdowns, a quality number one receiver for Trevor Lawrence. Say it ain't so. This guy has been stepping up when needed to, and it's helping the Jets turn it around. And Lord help me if he's able to get another partner in Calvin Ridley, and Calvin Ridley can stay away from gambling. And look at that duo go with Trevor Lawrence. Goodness gracious, that that tandem right there, if Christian Kirk can keep this up, that's a scary team looking at them right now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And we all like to clown on Christian Kirk's, you know, four-year, $72 million contract. But I think he's earned it. Been a very good boy. He's got to have career highs and everything. Now, Justin said we can't stop at two receivers. Well, I'll say you can't stop at three. We're going with, from the Washington Commanders, Terry McLaurin, who inked a three-year, $68 million deal. And for a guy named Scary Terry, he was a pretty nice this year, getting oh, basically – Now, this isn't going to sound too impressive, but you have to remember, they've had some woes at quarterback, the commanders. Carson Wentz doesn't seem to be the answer, and Taylor Heineke is decent. But please remember, this man has over 1,000 yards, and he just got over three touchdowns, I believe. And we still have more time to go, so we can definitely get those numbers up. But he is a yardage machine, and he hasn't let the lack of a quarterback Stop him from getting over a thousand yards. So, yeah, I would dare say Terry McLaurin has been a darn good boy this year. Once again, four very, very good receivers. Yep, has become a security blanket for Taylor Heineke and has made strides in order to become that true number one receiver. We all know he is, and hopefully, we can carry this into the playoffs where they hope to progress. But now that we've gotten the wide receivers out of the way, let's show some love to the defensive side of the ball. Step on up to the nice list. Hassan Reddick, 12 sacks this year, Pro Bowl recipient, and this offseason signed a three-year, $45 million contract with the Philadelphia Eagles. This man has been showing up this season and has been helping that Eagles ride high to the NFL leading number one seed. Congratulations, Hassan Reddick. Oh, yeah. Justin, you hit that nail right on the head, my friend. And we'd like to point out that Hassan Reddick, you know, he did get that three-year, $45 million deal, and he's gotten 12 sacks on the year. That is living up to that contract, my friend. 
And finally, the last guy on the nice list, been very nice to his new quarterback. Left tackle Taron Armstead of the Miami Dolphins, who signed a five-year, $75 million deal. Now, he is hurt. But he just got hurt, so he's been he's played most of the season. But when he's been on the field, oh boy, he has been lights out, just smothering edge rushers left and right, keeping his good friend Tua upright. You know, allowing Tua to once again blossom. You know, he and Tyree Kill have just been very nice this year. What do you think, Justin? Yeah, I think these have been nice additions that Tua has been severely missing, and it's and I'm glad that he's been able to get them and be able to help his progression. It's nice to know that they actually do have a franchise quarterback in Miami, and I believe two was that guy. But it's nice to know that the nice addition – see what I did there? Nice additions that they've made in the offseason have panned out. Huh. Justin, I appreciate the joke, man. and I, I liked it. I liked it. Very nice. Very much in the Christmas spirit. Yes. So before – we leave you, and before we can all go and celebrate the holidays, we do have one more gift under your tree. The Fumble Rooski Fantasy Fix Stardom and Sit-Up. And you know, a lot of you guys are getting late in the playoffs. Some of you are either right before the championship. Some might be in the championship. So if you are such a person, you're not going to want to miss this. Don't go anywhere. This is the Fumble Rooski Podcast. Welcome back to the Fumble Rooski podcast, powered by Power 88 Bean Radio and Secret Weapon Consulting. I'm CJ Medeiros, along with my good friend, Justin Tucker. And at long last, we present to you the Fumble Rooski Fantasy Fix. Our Friday episodes always have the stardoms and sitoms. Without further ado, let's dive in and hopefully you can win your league. For stardoms, let's take a look at running back. Jeff Wilson Jr. versus Green Bay. And, of course, you got Devin Singletary as well. And we're going to sit James Conner against Tampa. And we're also going to sit Latavius Murray, the Denver running back. Now, for starting, we are – Tucker, you might want to cover yours, buddy. Uh, we are going to start Drake London against the Baltimore Ravens, and we're going to start Chris Godwin at Arizona. Don't and we're going – oh, you disagree? Yeah, but enough about that. Continue. <laughs> hey, man, to each his own. <clears throat> and for sitting, we're going to sit Michael Pittman versus the Chargers, and we are sitting Amari Cooper versus New Orleans. 
And for starters, we're starting, I mean, for starters at tight end, we're starting Darren Waller at Pittsburgh, and we're starting Pat Fryermuth versus uh, Las Vegas. So I just think that's interesting. You know, Pittsburgh and Vegas are playing each other, start both their tight ends. And for sitting, we're going to sit Brown's tight end, David Njoku, against New Orleans, and we're going to sit the New Orleans tight end, Juwan Johnson, against Cleveland. <laughs> what do you know? Adam has a sense of humor when setting this up, I think. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, quarterbacks. If you got them, then you're in luck. We're starting Justin Herbert at Indianapolis, and we're starting Geno Smith at Kansas City. Geno Smith, who, by the way, made his first Pro Bowl this year, I believe. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Big congratulations to Geno Smith. You didn't get a new contract this offseason, but you've still been a good boy. <laughs> uh, you know, we say this as it is Christmas. Or as as it's coming, I mean. And for sitting quarterbacks, we're going to sit Daniel Jones at Minnesota, and we are going to sit Jared Goff at Carolina. And finally, we got defenses. We're going to start Tampa Bay's defense at Arizona, and we're going to start Denver's defense at the Rams. And then when it comes to sitting, We are going to sit the Kansas City Chiefs defense versus Seattle, and we're going to sit the Commanders defense as they go to San Fran. Oh, Oh, yeah. And that will do it for your Fumble Ruski Fantasy Fix. And we're about ready to wrap up. So, uh, Justin, do you have anything else that you'd like to say before we end this? No, I'm good on, on my part. I'm good. Awesome. So... That'll do it for us tonight. Thanks for listening to us. We have new episodes out on Tuesdays and Fridays about 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. And we also have all of our episodes available on Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and so much more. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram page at FumbleRuski underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and the latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. Happy holidays and over and out. Merry Christmas.